1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 1. Now these are they that came to David to Ziklag, while he was yet shut up, because of Saul the son of Kish, and they were among the mighty men, his helpers in war. David had some loyal men who helped him when he was running from Saul, when King Saul wanted to kill him. And it's going to tell you their names, even though in the last chapter it told us that King Saul was dead. It's going to tell us the names of these people who ran with David before King Saul died. Two, they were armed with bows and could use both the right hand and the left in slinging stones and in shooting arrows from the bow. They were of Saul's brethren of Benjamin. Maybe they were hand-picked for being ambidextrous, or they practiced with both hands to make sure that they would be a sure shot no matter which hand they had to use. That's pretty fantastic, because if one arm was injured, they could use the other arm and still hit their target. And it says that they were Benjamites, which is interesting because they were actually from the same tribe as King Saul, and yet they helped David even though King Saul was against David. 3. The chief was Ahiezer, then Joash, the sons of Shema, the Gibeathite, and Jeziel, and Pelet, the sons of Asmaveth, and Baraka, and Jehu, the Anathathite. There's two pairs of brothers in there and then two guys that are from the same clan. 4. And Ishmaiah the Gibeonite, a mighty man among the thirty and over the thirty. There was the top thirty warriors, and then there was the top three warriors. I guess they're saying that he's the top of the top thirty. 5. And Jeremiah, and Jahazil, and Johanan, and Josabad the Jederithite. 6. Eluzai, and Jeremoth, and Beliah, and Shemariah, and Shephatiah, the Haraphite. 7. Elkanah, and Ishiah, and Azarel, and Joezer, and Jashobeam, the Korahites. 8. And Jola, and Zebediah, the sons of Jeroam, of the troop, meaning of the army. Of all of those men that were from the tribe of Benjamin, they just named 23 warriors who fought with David. At least a few of these were mentioned in the last chapter that also talked about David's warriors. Nine, and of the Gadites, there separated themselves unto David to the stronghold in the wilderness, mighty men of valor, men trained for war that could handle shield and spear, whose faces were like the faces of lions, and they were as swift as the rose upon the mountains. To have a face like a lion means that you don't have any fear at all. And to say that they were as swift as rows means that they could hop and leap up a mountain just like a deer. That means their legs were very powerful. They were very powerful running hikers. 10. Ezer the chief, Obadiah the second, Eliab the third. 11. Mishmana the fourth, Jeremiah the fifth. 12. Atai the sixth, Eliel the seventh, Johanan the eighth, Elzabad the ninth, 14. Jeremiah the tenth, Machbani the eleventh. Those are all Gadites, eleven of them, that fought with David. 15. These of the sons of Gad were captains of the host. He that was least was equal to a hundred, and the greatest to a thousand, meaning that the worst fighter in the group could kill a hundred men by himself, and the greatest fighter in the group could kill a thousand men by himself. 
16. These are they that went over the Jordan in the first month, when it had overflown all its banks, and they put to flight all them of the valleys, both toward the east and toward the west. This is when they wouldn't let the enemy cross the Jordan, and they were in the fords blocking people. 17. And there came of the children of Benjamin and Judah to the stronghold unto David. 18. And David went out to meet them, and answered and said unto them, If ye become peaceably unto me to help me, my heart shall be knit unto you. But if ye be come to betray me to mine adversaries, seeing there is no wrong in my hands, the God of our fathers look thereon and give judgment. When they came to David, he told them that if they were going to help him, it would go well with them. But if they were coming as kind of like counter spies where they would pretend to be his friend, but they're actually going to betray him to Saul, then he said God would judge them. He had never done anything wrong to Saul. Saul was trying to kill him strictly because of jealousy. It wasn't David's fault that God anointed David to be king, and he never harmed Saul in any way. So that was why he was saying that God would judge them if they betrayed him. Then the spirit clothed Amasai, who was chief of the captains. Thine are we, David, and on thy side, thou son of Jesse. Peace, peace be unto thee, and peace be to thy helpers, for thy God helpeth thee. Then David received them, and made them captains of the band. A band is like roving warriors. They go from place to place and help each other. Now, it, it could sometimes be negative if they're just looting villages and terrorizing people. But in this case, it was men who were helping David defend his life against King Saul. And the Spirit of God, which is the Holy Spirit, clothed Amasai for him to say that. When he said that, he was prophesying that there was peace in David's kingdom. 20. Of Amasa also there fell away some to David when he came with the Philistines against Saul to battle. But they helped him not, for the lords of the Philistines, upon advancement, sent him away, saying, He will fall away to his master Saul, to the jeopardy of our heads. That was when David was willing to fight with the Philistines, but they refused to let him fight with them, because they thought that he was more loyal to King Saul than he would be to them. Even though King Saul was chasing David down, they still believed that ultimately he would be loyal to Saul, because Saul, after all, was the king of Israel. And why would David betray Israel for the Philistines? Their thinking was actually very smart. 21. As he went to Ziklag, there fell to him of Manasseh, Adnah, and Josabad, and Jediel, and Michael, and Josabad. So there must be two different Josabads. And Elihu, and Zilathai, captains of thousands that were of Manasseh. So in this chapter, it's named warriors from Manasseh, from Gad, and from the tribe of Benjamin that were all on David's side. 22. And they helped David against the troop, for they were all mighty men of valor, and were captains in the host. And again, host means army. 23. For from day to day men came to David to help him, until there was a great host or army, like the host of God. David's army kept growing as people realized that he should be king instead of King Saul, and that the Spirit of God was with David and had left Saul. 24. And these are the numbers of the heads of them that were armed for war, who came to David to Hebron, to turn the kingdom of Saul to him, according to the word of the Lord. The Lord had Samuel anoint David as the new king, 
And then little by little, the people began to realize this and see it for themselves, that the kingdom would be David's. 25. The children of Judah that bore shield and spear were 6,800 armed for war. That's 6,800 from the tribe of Judah that fought for David against Saul. That's not all the warriors of Judah, but that's all the warriors <clears throat> that went over to David's side. 26. Of the children of Simeon, mighty men of valor for the war, 7,100. 7,100 from the tribe of Simeon fought for David. 27. Of the children of Levi, 4,600. 4,600 from Levi. Which means that the Spirit of God was telling the priests also that David would be the new king. 28. And Jehoiada was the leader of the house of Aaron, and with him were 3,700. 3,700 men from the priestly line were on David's side. 29. And Zadok, a young man, mighty of valor, and of his father's house, twenty and two captains. Zadok was a high priest, and I guess he was a warrior as well. In the Bible, priests can also be great fighters. Remember, Moses killed a lot of people when they rebelled against the Lord, and so did Samuel. Both of them killed people when they rebelled. So from Zadok's household, 22 fighters were with Zadok for David. 30. And of the children of Benjamin, the brethren of Saul, 3,000, for hitherto the greatest part of them had kept their allegiance to the house of Saul. Most of the Benjamites were on Saul's side because he was from the tribe of Benjamin, but 3,000 of them went to David's side. 31. And of the children of Ephraim, 20,800, mighty men of valor, famous men in their fathers' houses. 32. And of the half-tribe of Manasseh, 18,000, who were mentioned by name to come and make David king. Ephraim and Manasseh are the two tribes that descended from Joseph, Israel's favorite son. Israel had a favorite son, but he blessed all of his sons. And he did curse some of his sons, but that was only because of their sin. It wasn't because they weren't his favorites. Israel never punished a child for not being his favorite. He only punished for their sin. The only reason that Joseph didn't get a curse was because he never sinned against his father or against the Lord. So he just got blessed. And he was supposed to be the firstborn son. It was because of political things going on in Jacob's family that Joseph was one of the lastborn sons. 33. And of the children of Issachar, men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do, the heads of them were two hundred, and all their brethren were at their commandment. That's pretty awesome. From the tribe of Issachar, they had two hundred leaders, and everybody in that tribe obeyed those leaders. 34. Of Zebulun, such as were able to go out in the host, the army, that could set the battle in array with all manner of instruments of war, 50,000, and that could order the battle array, and were not of double heart. Not of double heart means they weren't two-faced. They were totally fearless. They didn't get afraid of anything. If you have a double heart, that means that on Monday you have courage and on Tuesday you don't. Or in some circumstances you're willing to fight and in other circumstances you run. So it's saying that they never lost courage. They were consistent in their character. You could totally depend on them to always fight to their utmost ability.
And that's how you and I need to be with the Lord. We shouldn't have a double heart. We shouldn't be two-faced and act like a Christian one day and the next day act like a sinner. From Zebulun, there were 50,000. And it says they can use any instrument of war, which means they could use the arrow, the sword, the shield. They were skilled in all types of battle. 35. And of Naphtali, a thousand captains, and with them, with shield and spear, thirty and seven thousand. So thirty-seven thousand warriors under one thousand captains from Naphtali. Thirty-six. And of the Danites that could set the battle in array, twenty and eight thousand and six hundred. Twenty-eight thousand and six hundred from the tribe of Dan that fought with David. 37. And of Asher, such as were able to go out in the host that could set the battle in array, 40,000. David had a lot of people behind him before he became king. He had warriors from every tribe. 38. And on the other side of the Jordan, of the Reubenites and the Gadites, and of the half-tribe of Manasseh, with all manner of instruments of war for the battle, 120,000 all in total. Now that's from the three tribes that were in the cattle area on the east side of the Jordan. From those three tribes, David had 120,000 warriors at his disposal. 39. All these being men of war that could order the battle array, meaning they knew how to get into formation. They came with a whole heart to Hebron to make David king over all Israel. And all the rest also of Israel were of one heart to make David king. Can you imagine this many warriors marching to the area of Hebron, to that city, to go get their king? And you know, in the third coming of Jesus Christ, when he, you know, in the first coming, he came as a baby and he lived here and died for our sins. In the second coming, he will come and take his church up in the sky and they will escape the great tribulation. In the third coming, after the great tribulation, Jesus will come with warriors on white horses and they will establish his millennial reign for a thousand years here on earth before the great judgment. And when he comes the third time in the sky with the army on white horses, that reminds me of this day where all of Israel's armies gathered at Hebron to make David their king. And on that day, on Christ's third coming, all of the host of heaven will gather in Jerusalem to make Jesus the king of the world for a thousand years. 40. And they were there with David three days, eating and drinking, for their brethren had made preparation for them. The other non-fighting Israelites had gathered ahead of time in Hebron. So this was all planned. Everybody's like, let's make David king. Let's gather. People who could cook and prepare brought a lot of food, and they started cooking. And then the soldiers started marching to Hebron. This is a massive parade all over the land of Israel, joining people in Hebron to make David king. This must have been something, the best coronation that ever was. 41. Moreover, they that were nigh unto them, even as far as Issachar and Zebulun and Naphtali, and I believe those tribes are up in the north side of Israel brought bread on asses, which are donkeys, and on camels, and on mules, and on oxen, victual of mill, cakes of figs, and clusters of raisins, and wine, and oil, and oxen and sheep to be slaughtered for the mill, for there was joy in Israel. They brought tons and tons of food for this massive feast in Hebron. So you can see what they enjoyed eating. Bread, corn flour, 
fig cakes, fresh raisins, wine, oil, and beef and sheep. That's what they ate during that feast. And that concludes First Chronicles chapter 12.